You are listening to the REI Mastermind Podcast. Join JD as he chats with industry-leading real estate experts and professionals. We learn from their experience and uncover the strategies to their success that we can implement into our own businesses and we can drive immediate results today. They share their experience and wisdom as we build the foundation to our own success. This is the REI Mastermind Network. Well, we have Bobby Timms just before tax season, right, Bobby? Uh, talking yes. about taxes. Um, and I know that this is uh, something that we can go a little into the weeds on, um, and it's an exciting topic. You were talking before you even joined me here that uh, people's eyes can gloss over. So we're going to try to keep this as exciting as possible. But I, I know of a great way to keep everybody's attention. It's how to keep more money in your pocket, right? That's the goal. That's what we're here for. And if for. that doesn't keep your attention, I don't know what will, people. <laughs> so Bobby Timms, um, I'm going to make sure we have uh, the links in the show notes, but the company is Cintiv, as like as in incentive, mm-hmm. um, and it's C-E-N-T-I-V, Tax Credits and Cost Recovery Solutions. Absolutely. Um, and I know there's quite a bit of uh, information on your on your website, so I'm going to make sure to link, put that link in the uh, show notes as well. But uh, we're going to cover quite a bit of ground here today, and I, I appreciate your time. No, I, I appreciate you having me. And and yeah, like you said, with, with tax, it can get a little complicated. It can get you know to some people it's boring. Well, one thing we're definitely not talking about here today is is tax compliance. We're we're talking about tax optimization and you know saving you money, uh, keeping that tax liability as low as possible. So we're going to kind of do something different than I normally do. We we're going to kind of go down a list of of topics here um, and try to define a couple things so that we have a, a like a, st- a grounded understanding of of what we're even talking about is. As I mentioned to you, Bobby, a lot of people that listen to our show are relatively new to real estate investing. And in turn, frankly, taxes, we don't think about taxes until it's that time of year, right? Um, yeah, um, so these concepts are going to be relatively new. So one of the um, things that you specialize in is something called cost segregation services. So let's talk about cost segregation and what does that mean? Yeah, Absolutely. Cost segregation is a is a depreciation optimization tool, um, and the entire basis or the entire goal of a cost segregation study is to accelerate as much depreciation as possible. Um, when when you're purchasing these buildings, you know for the commercial and investment properties, as you spend that money, it doesn't all fall out of your taxable income. It's slowly recovered through depreciation. That's at the simplest way to describe how you depreciate a building. What'll happen when you don't do a cost segregation is that building gets looked at as a single asset that depreciates slowly over 27 and a half years if it's residential property, property you're renting out or otherwise, Mm -hmm. um, or 39 years if it's a piece of commercial property you own. So either way, a really long time for you to recoup that investment and lower your taxable income by the amount that you paid for the building. What a cost segregation study does is looks at that building, not as one single asset, but a series of smaller assets, you know, that make up your building. 
Um, so there's going to be a lot of five-year assets in there, seven-year assets, 15-year assets. We can dig into what some of those are. Yeah, I think we better. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I will say that five-year, seven-year, and 15-year is a little misleading at the current time. And that's because of the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act of 2017, uh, Trump's tax plan, actually allows for 100% bonus, meaning anything moved into those three buckets, 15, 7, and 5, is actually expensed in the first year. Hmm. Um, so it's, it's actually as powerful as a tool as it's ever been. Um, but back to, you know, you kind of mentioned there the five year, seven year, 15 year, 15 years, kind of like your land improvement stuff that's outside. You've got to bifurcate that from your actual land cost five year. You know, that's just, that's different things throughout, you know, the building. And again, it kind of, we don't want to go too far into that because these are long lists of pieces of property and they're different by different types of buildings. So if we're looking mm-hmm. at a, at a house, you know, your five-year property is going to be one thing. If we're looking at um, an office or, you know, an entertainment arena, you know, we've, we've done some football fields. We've done, uh, we do a lot of hotels, those types of things. It, it's different, but the general idea is the same across all commercial property. And that is, you're not looking at one 39 year asset. You're looking at a bunch of assets. And if you're treating them all as 39 year, you're going to find yourself paying a lot more in tax than you would otherwise be Mm -hmm. again, because you want that depreciation as quickly as possible. So some of these things that you're talking about uh, regarding different depreciation schedules, can you give us an example? Like if we have a single family house, that's where a lot of people start their rental journey as they, mm-hmm. they buy a single family house. Um, you talked about the 27 and a half years, which would encompass the property in the building, but what are examples in that scenario where they could, you could have different items within that property on different schedules? Yeah, absolutely. So there's kind of a few different buckets. There's what we'll call the, the low hanging fruit, which is, you know, you're, your carpet, certain types of flooring, if you have wall covering, uh, decorative pieces throughout the house. Um, If you go outside of the house, there's a lot there too. Your driveway, your sidewalk, your mailbox, um, your landscaping, all these costs um, that go into the building. You also have... so those are kind of some of the easier things that we that we can grab. And then there's right. also some engineering that some engineering processes we can do to grab even more. And that would be, you know, the best example of that is the electrical system that runs through your house. So the electrical system is actually depreciated over what it supports, if that makes sense. So if you think about the electricity in your house, what's lighting your house, um, you know, you you're lighting throughout, that's long life property. That's by the IRS considered part of the building. But the electricity going to your refrigerator or if you have electric stove, that is short life property. So we can actually go in and look at the electrical system, what it supports and take portions of the electrical system as well. That's obviously, you know, a little bit bigger of a dig than going in and grabbing your carpet and, you know, your flooring. Uh, a lot of this comes back 
to just kind of knowing the rules. You know, if you walk through a house, you're not going to know what's short life and what's long life because there's times where your drywall can be short or there's times where your drywall can be long. It just depends on a lot of factors. Um, the best thing you can do is have somebody give you a quick estimate, take a look at it, see what's there and, and, and get an idea if there's enough there in your property to take that next step, which would be having somebody actually do an analysis on the property. Sure. No, those are, that's a, especially a good example. Like in the part of the country that I am, you know, when we buy uh, properties, I would say quite a few of them, we have to convert from fuse boxes to breakers. We have to touch that electrical panel. Yeah. And so that spend is on the table for something that could be benefit. It, everything comes back with when we're talking about cost eggs of, of benefit hiding in your home or your investment property, rather, um, you know, how much you spend in a certain area can really, really have a very positive effect on your tax liability for that certain year. And, you know, you mentioned that we're talking with you know some people that are new to the investing world. And I'll be very honest. Um, not enough people in the investing world, even those who have been around it for a long time, know about um, these tools, especially cost segregation, um, because it's it's something that was kind of lobbied for. And, you know, it, it's a corporate tax break. Right. Ninety nine out of 100 cost segs going on at any given time is something for a corporation or a company. Um this area with people their you know small businesses their small investments is super under you know covered because that's not where people are trying to sell this work um mm -hmm. so it's going to be a new concept to a lot of real estate investors in general but it's something that's there when you kind of hear about you know these companies not paying their fair share of taxes there's some bad ways they go about doing that, you know, and that's to each their own, but they're also taking advantage of all these tools. These are great tools for lowering that tax liability. Right. No, this is a great example of a concept that we visit on occasion, you know, that, that the government and our tax system actually encourages certain investment investments. And uh, this is an exact, exactly what a great example of that. I mean, we're incentivized to invest in real estate in real estate in particular because of these type of rules and, um, yeah. and taking advantage of them. That's exactly what they're there for. And I know on that list of things we're going to go down, we'll touch green energy here in a moment. And, and it's just more of the same, you know, these are the, these get a lot of bipartisan support because they really help push people to build here. Um, to build, you know, energy conscious here. Uh, but that that's exactly right. I mean, you hit the nail on the head. These are tax incentives that are there to get you to, to, to perform in a certain way. And a lot of people don't realize they're performing in that way, but not taking advantage of the incentives that are already there. Mm -hmm. You know, what, what does strike me is that you're absolutely right. I don't think a lot of real estate investors seasoned or otherwise will be aware of these different um, tax schedules, if you will, for, for an individual property. Have you found that would also lead to the fact that you probably need to be asking your tax professional um, whether they're familiar with these type of things? 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and where that disconnect happens is your generalist CPAs don't do cost segregation studies. The, the CPA that, you know, your investors, your listeners meet with or just speak to on the phone, you know, they're not having cost segregation pushed at them because that's not really something they provide. Um, some CPAs will, you know, see that you have a lot of property, maybe you have a large tax liability that year, and they may seek someone like myself out to help you. But a lot of times that's not what they're paid for. I mean, they're, they're there to, to file your returns, take what you give them, ask questions. Now, not all CPAs are the same. Some are going to really, really, really advocate for you to be as optimized as possible. But that's that's the rare side of things. A lot of a lot of CPAs are are pushing this just because it's they're very very busy people, and this is outside of their wheelhouse, so to speak. It's the tax world, but this is more of an engineering process than you know a tax process. No, I, I was just going to go there. Um, I would say that in more cases than not, uh, a lot of the people that you would talk to regarding your taxes, it's a bandwidth thing. I mean, they're mm-hmm. they're trying to churn through as many tax tax uh, filings as they possibly can in a, in a limited, usually a limited amount of time. Very limited amount of time. Yeah, they, they have a tough job. They had a very tough job. I mean, my roots go back to PricewaterhouseCooper. Cooper's you know, I was in this specialty tax practice. Um, a l- more people there aren't. And I mean, they have a tough job and they're busy folks and they're just, they're not thinking about this. But if you ask them about it, they certainly will. Um, and they'll at least know, you know, enough about it to point you in the right direction. Of course, I'd, I'd love for anyone to, to reach out to me uh, and I can certainly help. But also, yeah, your CPAs could be, you know, a good starting point, but yeah, they're, they're really just, they're not dug in on this. It's not the most important thing to them. So talking about reaching out, I'm going to remind everybody, head over to the website. Um, We're going to spell it because I know it can be a little tricky. C-E-N-T-I-V dot tax. That's a different domain name. Uh, Everybody's used to dot com. So I want to point that out. Centive dot tax. And we'll make sure to have those links in the show notes. Um, Moving on to the next topic, purchase price allocation services. Yeah, so purchase price allocation is actually probably going to hit more of your listeners than the cost segregation study. But I want to pause right there and say that they are essentially the same thing. A cost segregation study is this same process when you have the construction documents, when you have all the cost detail usually to have that you were somewhat involved in the development purchase price allocation is when you've purchased a piece of property and maybe all that documentation has disappeared it's long gone we have a way um, using marshall valuation services which some people some of your listeners have probably heard of Um, it's what an appraiser would use right when an appraiser comes to your property and they figure out you know how much is it worth? I do that exact same thing and then do a cost seg on it. So I'm using Mar- I use Marshall Valuation. There's some other services. RS Means is a really popular. I use Marshall. Um, and essentially, look at your purchase price, do the Marshall Valuation piece, 
and then cost segregate that. So again, we're coming to the same, let's accelerate depreciation relative to this property as quickly as possible. Uh, would you say that there is an, an opportunity there for some people then? You talked about an appraisal and most banks are going to require an appraisal that we could re- possibly reuse that appraisal for what you're, you're suggesting? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So what I, I, I always want an appraisal for these types of projects just because the level of detail that an appraisal goes into is very extreme. And, and it's, it's, you know, they are, they're digging in really deep on every piece of the building. Now I'm not able to go back and use what they did, but essentially I use that as a great benchmark for where my numbers should shake out. Right. Sure. So when the IRS looks at um, a purchase price allocation that I did, let's say they did, these are not heavily audited, um, a tax credit is way more likely to be audited than any sort of acceleration of deduction. But if the IRS were to look, um, they would really want to see my valuation and the appraisers be in a very, very close, you know, dollar amount to one another. Some people say they can be up to 20% different. I like them to be within 5%. And what that basically says is I'm not pulling numbers out of thin air. I've gone through and done, you know, my work to price this building out appropriately and then do my cost segregation. So I still have to do it separately, but the appraisal is, is such a good tool to have at least to be able to bounce my numbers up against to make sure we're getting a good product. Sure. Well, since you brought it up, you know, you mentioned that this strategy is is likely going to be hit newer investors uh, sooner than the other. Is there any of the other strategies that we were going to cover here today that would impact newer investors or investors that would be investing in uh, single family homes or small multifamily? Yeah, everything here is is kind of for that. Everything I've put on our, you know, kind of list of topics is for that, you know, real estate investor. Um, we we offer a few other things at Centive. Um, we do fixed asset depreciation outsourcing for big corporations. Um, mm-hmm. I house all Weather Channel's fixed assets or here at my company, I run their reports. But that is to say that everything that we've, we're planning on talking about here today is absolutely for a real estate investor. These are all tools from, you know, the, the cost segregation to the, you know, uh, the green energy stuff that we can dig into. And then, sure. you know, I mentioned before we started, we've got that new tool we're working on that I'd absolutely, you know, love to tell your listeners about. Yeah. So, well, let's let's jump into the green energy tax. I, I know that there's some of us. Um, you know, I live in uh, Minnesota, for example, and I know I definitely I'm not taking advantage of some green energy stuff that uh, I could probably take advantage of here. Yeah, absolutely. Well, to to maybe go back on what I just said, um, our most powerful green energy tool is not going to do that much for a new investor who's just got one or two homes. Um, and and I'll, I'll dig into exactly why that is. Um, 45L is the thing I'm referring to, and it is the energy efficient home credit. And okay. what it provides for the developer or the owner of a building um, is $2,000 per door. 
Um, and I really emphasize that per door there because, you know, that means that's a max. Like I can do a cost sex study on any house and it, it could give you a lot of accelerated depreciation value. If I do it on your single family home, we're, we're getting $2,000 or we're getting nothing. And it's just for a single family home, you know, someone has to travel there. We have to come out. And after our fees, no, no one's benefited that much. Right. However, let's say you've got maybe some townhomes or some condos, um, tract homes can do really well here, but the real gold mine for these are, are apartments because, you know, if you have an apartment building with, you know, uh, 160 doors in it, you're talking about $320,000 and this is a tax credit. Mm-hmm. So yeah, not to, not to go back on what I just said, but this would probably be something where if you're just getting going, um, it, it's not going to be that beneficial for you if you've only got a few properties. Um, and then, but it is a really good question to be asking your developer or your sponsor if you're getting involved in, in larger, um, sure. you know. So if, if, if you're invested in a multifamily housing, you should be asking your sponsor, hey, are we taking advantage of potential green energy tax credits? Um, but maybe for your home, for your single family home, uh, it might not be worth it. Now, just to give a little bit more background on that in case somebody is in, in any of your listeners are interested in that. So it's $2,000 per door and you have to beat the 2006 um, heating and cooling standards by 50% or more. So whatever the baseline was in 2006, we've got to beat that by 50%. Um, Certain states, California being the biggest one, their standards have already surpassed that. So if you're building in in, uh, California, you, you are already meeting the standards to get this credit and you should absolutely be making sure you are. Uh, it still has to be, able to be quantified and uh, an engineer still has to certify it. But if you're building up to code, you are meeting these standards and that's for a few other states as well. Um, but This goes back to having a tax professional who's familiar with real estate investing and being able to take advantage of these yeah. And, and that's kind of what I'm hoping to be, right? Like I said, my, my background's Pricewaterhouse. We did nothing but, you know, large corporations or headquarters did, you know, professional stadiums. And those are the people who are taking advantage of these tools. And there's just this huge underserved market where, where I mean, it all scales, right? You know, you're not going to get the cash tax savings that, the Falcons did for the Mercedes Benz stadium, but you're going to get a return on investment in the same range. Right. So another option that, or another uh, activity that you provide is audit preparedness. The dreaded audit. The dreaded (laughs) audit. The dreaded audit. Yeah. And, and that's actually kind of an add on to really everything we've talked about today. So whether I do a green energy credit for you or a cost segregation or purchase price, it's going to come with um, an audit ready deliverable. And what that means is let's just go back to the example of a house, because that's, I think what most of uh, your listeners are probably going to be working with. Um, 
we're, we're you're not going to do a cost segregation with me and you know me send over an email to your CPA with hey this is what they should deduct this year this is you know what's been moved to these buckets no you're going to get a uh, a full deliverable it'll be PDF bookmarked and it'll have all your you know the summary schedules down into the detailed schedules but then on top that all sits kind of on top of the the collected detail um it's all it's it's referenced through. So if there was cost detail, you know, my analysis sits on top of the cost detail, which sits, you know, under a memo, a technical memo, and all this sits on tops of, of photos of the building. Essentially, if an IRS auditor does ever want to kick the tires on any of these studies, you give them the PDF and they go away. It has from, you know, the smallest invoice that was moved all the way up to the summary schedules that will tie to your 4562, which is something your CPA will deal with, right? Mm -hmm. It's just everything is going to be audit ready when it's delivered to you. Sure. So you, you mentioned, uh, hopefully when, when this show goes live, you might have a tool available for people as kind of a, a DIY um, to help them out. What could you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm really excited about this tool. And I think, you know, as we're as as we're talking as we were talking earlier about who your your listeners typically are, it was just you know, I was really excited to hear that because this is a tool built for them. Um, so one of when you you know we talked about earlier, we we just mentioned it right when you do a big stadium, there's a ton of tax benefit and the fees related are just so drowned by that. I mean, I, I, on a large project like that, the return on investment can easily be a hundred to one when you look at fees compared to your cash tax savings. That scales down drastically when you get into, you know, single family investment properties. And the biggest barrier to entry on doing a cost segregation on these smaller properties are the professional fees associated with it. I mean, the people who do these cost segs are, you know, educate, you know, they, they, they've come up through the ringer and they have pretty mm -hmm. good fees that go along with their services. Right. So the idea is to, to kind of get that barrier to entry completely wiped out by making a tool that will allow these allow investors to take a proactive role in the cost segregation study. All the technical is still dealt with on our end, but what we're allowing, what we're kind of doing is splitting some of the bill in having the investor collect some of the data. Um, and this can, this can be done in several different ways. Um, there's going to be different tiers. If you are prepared to, you know, go through your house and, and measure some areas, make some estimates, count some, you know, count your cabinets, count, you know, all these different aspects of the house, it'll all be laid out very well for you of what you need to collect. You collect that. We work that through our systems, do a cost seg. We'll ask you to take some photos of some larger things that we just need to see again, Basically, so everything shows up nice and clean for us, we can do the analysis on it, do the, uh, create the deliverable and send back that product at a price point that is, you know, we're trying to, 
to get down to not even just half of what a small cost seg like that would cost, but below. Mm-hmm. So if you go to, you know, a firm now for a cost seg on a house, you know, most firms won't do anything for less than $2,000, which isn't a great deal, but it's also, you know, it's $2,000. It could be more 25, three, three grand. Um, and we're trying to get that price point down to $1,000 or below for the same product, but in just allowing, you know, proactive investors to go and, and, and do a little bit of the work to keep those fees low. Um, and that's just one tool. If, if you want us to do the full cost segregation study, super happy to do it for you. This is just for the, for people who would, Hey, rather roll up their sleeves, do a little bit of it and, you know, save a grand, save $1,500 and still have that, you know, great tax benefit. So, yeah. And, you know, especially for those who are getting into real estate investing, a thousand dollars might sound like a lot up front, but when you, when you think about what uh, Bobby is talking about here, I mean, uh, it can add up these, these deductions can add up really quick. Yeah. Maybe we could, I can put some numbers to that. I'll, I'll just, I'll use a real world example. The most recent cost segregation study I did, um, just finished it up. It was a $750,000 build. Um, we had to charge 4k for it because we're still doing everything, you know, mm-hmm. that, you know, fly over there, do everything myself. So 750 K $4,000 in fees and their cash tax saving in the first year was 114,000. So that should give you some idea. And then, you know, that 113,000 of cash tax savings won't change with our new tool. What'll change is the $4,000 going hopefully right. down to, you know, a thousand or so. So, so if that isn't incentive enough to give this a shot, I don't know what is. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty significant um, opportunity there. Yeah. And just to, you know, as you said, give it a shot. This is not something that, you know, is a we're the only people who do this. This is pretty common in the industry, but we'll take a look at anything for you. You know, if you, if you've got a house and you're curious what the, um, what the tax cash tax savings could be, just reach out to me. Happy to look at anything. Um, I mean, we do, you know, high level estimates. First, there'll be a few questions to find out, you know, are you eligible for a cost seg? Do, do you, are you in the right taxable space to do a cost seg? We'll help you mm-hmm. with those questions. Then we'll take a look at the property, give you an estimate. It's going to be a pretty conservative estimate um, just because you never know, but there's ways to do good estimates. Um, and then, and then we'll go from there. And that'll be before any pen has touched paper, any, you know, no checks will have been written. We'll give you that estimate, make sure that, you know, and when I say eligible for cost segregation, say that has more to do with your um, your current tax liability. You really want to have some tax liability before you go down these routes. But always happy to dig into any part of it, have a conversation, um, and and see if it's right. So I'll help you make that decision. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. No, this has been great, Bobby. I'm gonna. Send everybody over to your website again, Centive.tax. We'll make sure to have those links in the show notes. Are you are you pretty involved on any of the social networks? Like if somebody had a question, they could ping you through LinkedIn or LinkedIn would be uh, the the 
the only one for me. So yeah, you can find me on LinkedIn pretty easily. I, I, I do a good job about, you know, being active on there and trying to get, you know, if you have a question, that'd be a great place to find me or my email. Um, so, well, you're, you're welcome to give that out. Um, otherwise I can put it in the show notes. Um, I'll warn you now that that can be a little dangerous. <laughs> um, it's on the website. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> it's, okay. it's just bobby.tims. Again, that Tim's T-H-A-M-E-S at Cintiv.tax. And yeah, we'll see. So, I will prepare for the flood. <laughs> well, well, I appreciate your time today. This is really an eye-opener. There's a lot of content that we covered that I think is is new to a lot of people. Um, I don't think a lot of people realize the incentives that the deductions and the schedules that they could take advantage of. Um, really yeah. appreciate your time. This is great. Oh, I appreciate you having me. And I know I know we we went through a lot there. So everything we we talked about there is on the website. There's a services tab, um, and it kind of goes through. has some has some real examples and kind of hits the highlights of everything we spoke about again. If, if any of that got lost in the fray, it's all available there. Yeah. So if you were feverishly trying to keep up, uh, make sure you head over to that website again, centive.tax, C-E-N-T-I-V. So, well, appreciate it, Bobby. Talk to you soon. Thank you, sir. This has been the REI Mastermind Network. You can already tell that we've made some changes and a few more are on the way. If you are interested in what we have planned, head over to patreon.com slash REI Mastermind and support the show today. Financial contributions are always appreciated, along with a like, share, and review. It really helps us grow and reach more people with this valuable information. See you next time, and tell a friend.